Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I play Russian roulette with five bullets in my revolver because I am feeling lucky, punk. It's high noon for Friday, September 25th, 2020. I'm sorry. That it's high afternoon now because I had to do a little TV appearance. I think they call it a hit now on uh, Dish Network's America's Voice channel. And I'm going to put that up on social media later. It was live on television earlier. But I don't have Dish Network. And if you don't have Dish Network, you couldn't have seen me anyway. So... A lot has happened since last we spoke. And the media, as you would expect, is not covering it. And this all has to do with the Trump-Russia debacle. And since a lot of people don't understand that. And by the way, I am still ramping up on this stuff. Okay. Because this wasn't something that I paid a lot of attention to. Since, you know, reevaluating my opinions on all of what I believed prior to realizing that the media's only purpose was to deceive me. Um, so here's here's what happened. Here's what we've got to the best of my ability. Here's the rundown. OK. In the run up to the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton's campaign hired a firm called Fusion GPS to look for Trump-Russia connections. And Christopher Steele's dossier, which is, you know, about the Russian whores and the, the P-tape where, you know, Donald Trump likes golden showers on the bed in the Moscow hotel where they probably secretly recorded him, all of that. So the Steele dossier is garbage. The number one, the main subsource for the Steele dossier it came out yesterday, is a known Russian agent, okay? 
And so that's who Christopher Steele relied on for his dossier funded by Hillary Clinton. And then that premised FISA warrants for Carter Page. And so they were spying on the Donald Trump election campaign in 2016. And all of this information has been available in one form or another for the last four or five years. So, you know, we used to always hear about how Donald Trump was shaming his office and a compromised Russian asset and all that because he said they are spying on my campaign. But the truth is that they were spying on his campaign. The media does not seem to care about that. But the news came out yesterday that the guy was a Russian agent and these walls are closing in. But that wasn't even the biggest piece of news from yesterday. Uh, there are text messages now uh, released showing FBI, showing FBI agents openly discussing how they were going to make sure Trump doesn't win and then doesn't take power. They were talking about how to bring him down. They were discussing about, you know, how the whole investigation was nonsense. And they then coordinating with Obama and Biden, who were both in the room in the meetings where these things were discussed in early 2017. This is during the transition period. Okay. Where they were going after Michael Flynn on issues that they invented. Joe Biden was the one who suggested uh, charging Michael Flynn under the Logan Act. The Logan Act has never been used to charge anyone, or at least not in a couple hundred years. And there are disagreements about whether it's even constitutional. And so Joe Biden was responsible for that plot. And Michael Flynn didn't do anything wrong. He admitted to wrongdoing after they tried to compromise his son. And so Michael Flynn's life has been upended for the last four years because they, Obama and Biden were trying to undermine Trump's presidency. That is not a peaceful transition of power, no matter how you slice it. Trump was then investigated by Mueller for two years. That was also corrupt. And then they impeached him about the Ukraine thing, which was also corrupt. Okay. And the timing on some of this news is really interesting. So the stories about Hunter Biden come out. The news pretends this doesn't matter. The entire media, of course, is on board covering that up. Joe Biden himself says it's there's nothing to see here. And I talked about that on yesterday's podcast. But immediately following that, a reporter asks out of nowhere whether or not Trump will agree to a peaceful transition of power. He says, win, lose or draw, will you commit to a peaceful transition of power? And first of all, there's only a transition of power if you lose, which he doesn't intend to do. But then they made a big deal about his answer because he said, we'll see. Well, how could it be any other way? 
when the other party is promoting an insurrection. So we'll see is the right answer. But then that's dominated headlines for the last three days, covering up the Hunter Biden thing and covering up the fact that the FBI and the last presidential candidate, the last president and vice president, who is the current presidential candidate from the Democratic Party, were all trying to obstruct a peaceful transition of power after losing an election that they tried to rig. These are crimes against America. And the idea that Donald Trump's presidency has been subsumed by this bullshit should piss everyone off. And the thing is, man, so I was, I was, you know, relaying this to a group text of friends last night and they're really good friends of mine. Like I love them. They are my best friends. Some of my best friends. And one of them in particular, every time I bring any of this stuff up, gets really mad. And I'm not saying this to slight him, but he literally doesn't know anything about any of these issues. He's just very confident that his belief about who Trump is and what Trump is, is correct. And so he reverted, of course, to saying, well, what about all Trump's corruption? And I said, please, like, tell me what you're talking about so I can address exactly what you're talking about. Because if you're going to say, what about all of Trump's corruption, then you're basically saying everyone knows that Trump is corrupt and everyone doesn't know that. Okay. In fact, people who know anything about the issue know that that isn't true and it's the opposite direction. And so I said, okay, well, like what? And he said, and he brought up how, Trump is uh, staying at his own hotels when he travels and that taxpayer money is going to profit his hotels. Now, first off, if I knew that high level government officials in the FBI, the CIA and former military leaders, along with the past presidential campaign the past president and the past vice president who I'm facing now, if all those people are prepared to spy on me and to upend the democratic process in America, I might want to only stay at my own hotels too. So that I think is insane. But the real point is, and this is what I said to him. I was like, man, if you think because he, he called that disgusting. He's like, yeah, this is, this is just disgusting. I'm disgusted. I go, that disgusts you? That disgusts you? But an attempt to take down a duly elected president by using and abusing whatever government power they could access, that doesn't disgust you? You have really bad priorities. Really, really, really bad priorities. And we're talking about people who accepted the Trump-Russia narrative hook, line, and sinker. I saw on Twitter today this uh, old cartoon from back when Mueller and Avenatti were everybody's heroes. And it's the two of them, like in superhero costumes, flying next to one another, talking about how they're going to team up and this will finally save the world. Michael Avenatti a criminal, 
that the media gave hours a day to. And Bob Mueller, who found nothing and has numerous questions about his own behavior. Those are the heroes. And by the way, what are the heroes for? Because they're totally different subjects. Mueller has to do with the Trump-Russia nonsense. Avenatti was about Stormy Daniels. So the only way that those two things can connect in one's head are that they are both the attempts to take down Donald Trump. And of course, that's what both those things are. All right. The heroic thing isn't finding the truth or eliminating corruption. The heroic thing was taking down Donald Trump. And these people still think that it's heroic what they're doing. Not one of them can explain anything about what they believe. And I'm talking about my good friends who are smart people and otherwise well-informed. And he's like, I don't believe everything the media says. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know you don't believe everything the media says, which makes it even more concerning that you're choosing to believe that they are completely honest about the two most important events in your lifetime. This pandemic nonsense, not that the pandemic is nonsense. I know the disease is real. The reaction was complete nonsense. The fear mongering, all of it nonsense. And an attempt to take down a president of the United States. The media is going to be honest about those. That's when you can trust them. No, no, it's crazy. And I'm not a bad guy for saying that. He was like, yeah, you've gotten really radical, man. I'm like, what's radical about me? I'm not even encouraging anyone to do any behavior. I'm not encouraging people to go out on the streets. I'm not saying burn the whole thing down. I'm telling people to look for alternative sources of news and open your minds to the fact that the narrative that we have been fed since birth is wrong and it's wrong for a reason and it's all wrong for the same reason because people with power in old guard institutions are all trying to cover their asses and preserve their power. That's not complicated. And it's not hard to see. It is out there in front of everybody. And so then he brings up the Ukraine thing. And I'm like, what did Trump do? I was like, the Ukraine thing was supposedly about him investigating the Ukraine stuff with Hunter and Joe Biden. If you remember the phrase, investigating a political opponent. First off, literally what they were doing. And second of all, exactly what an American president should be doing if the former vice president was enriching his family by way of his degenerate son. Trump's phone call was a bigger deal than what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were actually doing in Ukraine. And Barack Obama doesn't know any of this. Of course he does. Hillary Clinton doesn't know it. Of course she did. All of this is the same corruption. And you don't think that the media is going to provide cover for these people? 
This is how the media has always been. This is why they hate Trump, because the media used to be able to control politicians by sliming them and making them look bad. And then they would cower under the might of the media. And then they would do what the media says. Trump doesn't do that. He throws it all back in their faces. And we should be happy about that. And we should be proud of him for doing it. New subject, quickly. In San Francisco, they are trying to uh, pass a proposition that will create a department of sanitation there. And I got an email about it yesterday. And so their solution to San Francisco's disgusting streets is to start a new government bureaucracy. And in the email, the Democratic politician, a guy named Matt Haney, who I used to chat with every now and then years ago, um, but now I clearly don't agree with anything the guy's doing. But uh, the email said, you know why our streets are so dirty? It's because we're the only major city without a Department of Sanitation. No, man, that's not it. The streets are dirty because you guys allow thousands and thousands of homeless people to shit on them and do drugs in the open because your constituency is so liberal that they cannot act like adults and deal with a problem because it's going to make them feel bad and sad. That's why the streets are a mess. That's why they're a mess in Los Angeles too. I can walk outside my place and within a couple blocks be at one of the most disgusting homeless encampments in the entire city. And I'm sorry to call it disgusting because I know those people are struggling, but it is disgusting. It's disgusting to see. It's disgusting to know that uh, the government seems completely incapable of dealing with this. It is a crisis. These people commit crimes with no recourse. And no, I'm not making that up. If you want to challenge it, just go ahead and look for it. See what the standard for robbery to even be prosecuted now is. $950. All right. I don't want to go on and on about that today. Joe Biden put another lid on his campaign today. I think that that's now 11 out of 25 days in September where he has made himself entirely unavailable to the media and including not even like releasing statements and whatnot. And people are trying to pretend that this is because of debate prep, you know, and I listen to, uh, I listen to a bunch of podcasts by people who I think are brilliant, but I think that they are missing what's happening in the real world because they are so cloistered in these little bubbles where fellow elite intellectuals are the only sources of information that they have. And you can tell because in these podcasts, they encourage Donald Trump to do things and say things that he says in literally every rally speech, things he says in almost every press conference. And all that says and proves is that they are not listening to his speeches and not watching the press conferences. They're encouraging him to do things that he's already doing. 
And that's infuriating. At the same time, they miss completely how Joe Biden's health and deterioration is affecting his ability to function. Okay, there are video. There, there are so many videos that you can watch where Joe Biden seems like he's on a different planet. And I've played you some of those. He's not thinking clearly. He has no ability to be able to lead this. Oh, and by the way, he helped perpetrate one of the greatest crimes in American history. I'm beginning to think that Joe Biden was just installed as a fall guy so they can blame it on him, try to put Kamala Harris in office. And then Joe Biden's dead and nobody cares again. And I know that that sounds conspiratorial. We'll see if it's true. You know, there's a big difference between what they say is, quote unquote, conspiratorial when you're talking about the future as opposed to talking about the past. You know, if I was like dredging up information to prove this thing and that thing, that's one thing because it already happened and we have an idea of what it was like in the real world. But talking about things that might happen in the future because you have potentially some insight about how things work, I don't think that's unreasonable. I want to know these possibilities exist in case they come to pass. If they don't, all the better so that we can have a stable society and go back to normal life once again. Which, by the way, Trump talks about all the time. In his rally last night, he said, or maybe it was two nights ago. There's so many of them. But he said very clearly, I'll win this election and then we go back to normal. And that is all it takes to go back to normal. Is us deciding to. It's been that way since the beginning. And we have chosen not to. No matter what data comes out, no matter how obvious it is that the only people in any legitimate danger from the virus are elderly with multiple comorbidities, particularly diabetes and obesity. We can go back to normal. All we have to do is decide to. And at the same time, Joe is hidden away in the basement. Kamala isn't really campaigning either. Part of that, of course, is because she can't, the campaign can't afford for her to look like the only one of the two capable of forming complete sentences. So that's one. But the other part of it is that people don't like Kamala Harris because Kamala Harris is a reprehensible person and a terrible politician. There's a reason that Democrats did not pick her, even though the media was completely on her side for a while, even though she is their little intersectional dream girl. One party does not think they owe it to the American people to show that their candidate can function, to say what their candidate will do, or to talk about issues. The media is not forcing him to answer questions about Hunter Biden, which is total dereliction of duty. And I think duty is an important word too here. Because, you know, nobody has a duty to say things they don't want to say 
unless you are the media and you are claiming to be an objective purveyor of truth, then you actually do have a duty to find out if these things are legitimate. And this isn't the end, guys. This is September 25th. We still have five plus weeks left of this. And there's stuff that comes out almost every day. But no one cares. Why don't they care? Why don't they care? It's not because they care about the country. Because they don't. It is clear that they don't. I've said this before, but not in a while. You cannot go around saying, that this is the most important election of our lifetimes and not bother to inform yourself about a single fucking issue that affects this election. And I know how these conversations go with people because I have them all the time. Somebody told me the other day her big issue was about protecting animals and ending factory farming. And so what I said to her was, well, tell me why factory farming is bad without mentioning climate change. She said, well, okay, but that's a big part of it. Well, okay, but then you have to explain what you know about climate change and how this would influence climate change, which of course they can't do. Okay, so what's the solution? She listed off a few things. Most of them were not things that can be addressed with policy. So those go right out the window. One of them was uh, lab-grown meat, which I find very interesting. But that's far better handled by the private sector. And of course it is. And of course that's already happening. So we certainly don't need policy to change that. And then it's like, okay, so those are your solutions. And what is the counter argument to those solutions? Like, what would be the problem with doing that? Is there any downside to it? And of course, I can't get an answer to that either. And so this is a pretty good way to handle these conversations with friends. Because, and by the way, I wasn't pointing this stuff out to belittle her or mock her. I was doing it to point out very clearly that it is one thing to say you have convictions It is another thing to actually have them. And if you can't explain what your convictions are and how they relate to the thing you're saying, if you don't know anything about the thing you're saying, stop telling other people you're right and stop telling other people that they're bad for disagreeing with you. If you want to tell me that the Clinton campaign did nothing wrong, that the FBI did nothing wrong, that Obama and Biden did nothing wrong. You should at least be able on even an elementary level to tell me what the issue is even about. Not everything can be, I know Trump's bad, therefore I'm right. This is such a problem with these people, man. You talk about bubble thinking. It's not that there's a bubble on the left and there's a bubble on the right. There is a bubble on the left and right and center. 
based on respectability and self-image. You have decided that the people who disagree with you are bad or stupid or conspiracy theorists, which empowers you to then discount everything they say, even when everything they're saying is the truth. That's incredibly harmful. And that describes every single celebrity, every media figure, and most of these people who are our friends. And it matters. It matters a lot. Oh, I get my information from a bunch of sources. No, you don't. No, you don't. You look at whatever thing makes your angry feeling sated for a little while. You get your little hit of everything's okay. Then a few hours later, you go back to insane anger until some story comes out that says Trump bad again, but Trump not bad. Today, he's outlining a $500 billion plan to help black America. Part of that plan is designating the KKK and Antifa as terrorist organizations. Good. Why didn't Democrats ever call the KKK a terrorist organization? That's weird, huh? I'm sure it's not because the Democratic Party was the KKK back then. Couldn't have been that. Couldn't have been how they just allow rampant racism from anyone on their team. Couldn't be that. What would it look like for a political party to actually be supremacists? Wouldn't they try to eradicate any dissenting opinion? Wouldn't they try to pretend that they're helping people they're certainly not helping? Oh, but no, it has to be Republicans because in their past they have had racists in their party. Not like Robert Byrd racist, who's like one of Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton's buddies. Not that kind of racist. You know, the kind that doesn't think Civil War statues should be torn down. That kind of racist. You know, the really, the really vicious one. It is unbelievable how any smart person can go through the same arguments I go through about the old guard institutions. Academic brainwashing, tech controlling the things we do and say, corporations invading every part of our lives and pushing anti-American insurrection groups for their own benefit and PR. The political parties, you know, all this stuff is corrupt and you say it's all corrupt. And I agree. But your solution, unlike mine, is to then believe them whenever it suits your cause. What the fuck? This shit is maddening. And the worst part about it is that they will call you crazy. That's not crazy. And one more thing before... I wrap up, you know, there used to be a punk rock ethic 
you know, like fuck the man kind of ethic. And these people on the left who are posting their terrible memes and saying all cops are bastards and stuff like that, they really think that they're punk rock. They think that what they're doing is anti-establishment. That couldn't be further from the truth and couldn't be stupider. They are operating for the benefit of the old guard. They are not saying fuck the man. They're saying we are the man and fuck anyone else who disagrees with us. There is nothing punk rock about posting memes while anarchists burn stuff down with your consent. I don't know how we have convinced ourselves otherwise. This is not bold. It is not heroic. It's not even sincere because these people will not go out on the streets and do it themselves. They'll just promote other people doing it. They'll excuse other people doing it. More cops have been shot than BLM crises this year. And those cops being shot are a result of the BLM crises. Sooner or later, this is going to reach a breaking point. The idea that the rich and famous, the influencers and all their hangers on can be doing this stuff, trying to look like punk rock activists while they're little minions who they don't give two shits about and would never even want to meet in real life, much less introduced to their friend circle. They're out there destroying the country and these people think it's progress. I will be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to more Hopes Fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm Your Moderator. If you have feedback, you can email heymoderator at I'mYourModerator.com or use the hashtag HeyModerator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator 
I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.Substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!